0: So I've got uh, Lewis James with me again and we're going to talk about a different topic today. Uh, we're going to talk about um, supplement use. Yeah, great to be back, Rosie. In, in mixed martial arts in particular. So um, so again, a really popular internet topic. Everyone's got their their favourite supplements that they like to use, that they swear by. Um, what I wanted to talk to you a little bit about was the evidence base behind it and what supplements may have some scientific base to them and w- what's probably a load of rubbish <laughs> so i'm sure we're going to upset a lot of people um <laughs> um, um so take it away uh, do you have do you have any particular favorites um anything um, that you use yourself um it's i mean we're, we're talking about yeah. the the legal supplements to start with at least <laughs> okay so we can, uh,
1: yeah i mean i there are natural um, kind of food ingredients that provide supplement-like yeah. mm-hmm. effects, and I guess yeah. the the, mm-hmm. the the one that everyone would perhaps use, or not everyone, mm-hmm. but a large proportion mm-hmm. of people use, is, is caffeine. And a lot of people consume caff- caffeinated products for the purposes sure. of the caffeine that's in, yes, <laughs> uh, which is you know I think I think mm-hmm. the I think it's the la- uh, the mm-hmm. the most used drug. <laughs> Uh, around the world um so so yeah i think probably caffeine is the only supplement that i would say i use Mm -hmm. now i'm not now i'm not really doing that much you know focused training Mm -hmm. um i'm not too Mm -hmm. too concerned about those sort of things but i mean from a supplement point of thing i for my my ethos on supplements Mm -hmm. is that there are kind of two groups Mm -hmm. i i call them and when i do my lectures at loughborough university on supplements i this is how i talk to the students about them. Mm-hmm. I, I say, for me, there are, um, you know, I call them ergogenic aids. Mm-hmm. Um, so, What does that mean in so layman's terms? A, an ergogenic aid is something that um, increases your ability to perform, right. you know, mm-hmm. um, almost immediately on taking or relatively mm-hmm. shortly after taking it, you mm-hmm. know, within maybe one dose or, or a, a, a short number of days worth of doses. And okay. they are probably mm-hmm. um, maybe a handful of Supplements mm-hmm. that have good evidence behind right. them for that type of mm-hmm. um, you know category, and then the other category that I I have mm-hmm. is the things that I call sports foods. Okay, um, and mm-hmm. uh, those are things that generally are concentrated. Um, forms of foods, so it could be a, a carbohydrate sports drink mm-hmm. you know it 's marketed as a sports drink, and there are mm-hmm. definitely you know beneficial effects of, of having carbohydrate during some forms of mm-hmm. activity um, but it 's mm-hmm. not really any different from having a kind mm-hmm. of you know a soft drink right. <laughs> or an orange juice, or you know, a bag of jelly babies.
0: So I suppose protein supplements come into. So that protein category supplements would yeah. come
1: into that um, that yeah. category. And mm-hmm. I'd say that's that's probably the biggest question that I get from uh, general population mm-hmm. people. You yeah. know, that mm-hmm. when they find out you've got a PhD in nutrition, mm-hmm. um, particularly mums and dads. You know. <laughs> oh, nutrition. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. My son's currently taking this protein supplement. Mm. Is it? Is it? Does okay? it work? Yes. Well, no. They're, they're, normally, they're concerned about is it yeah. okay to take them. I'm really worried that okay, are yeah. this, mm-hmm. yeah. this this protein supplement. And I think that's the thing to say about. Yes. Those type of things, first of all, is they are just concentrated forms of, of mm-hmm. food, really. So the, mm-hmm. the main protein supplements that are out there on mm-hmm. the market are derived from, from milk, milk protein. Mm-hmm. Um, whey is probably the biggest mm-hmm. one. Whey is a byproduct of cheese manufacturing. Mm-hmm. So when you make cheese, mm-hmm. the, the, the casein component of the milk is is um, forced to clot, mm-hmm. um, and that creates the curds and the whey. You know mm-hmm. the whole li- Little Miss Muffet analogy. Oh, okay. Um, you know, and um, you have uh, you have the whey that's there, and that's mm-hmm. a byproduct of cheese, and that's right. where it, where it first came from. And it's kind of mm-hmm. genesis into mm-hmm. a you know somebody a huge. Somebody found a way, <laughs> they'd find, they'd find a way to market it. They found a way to market it. No pun intended <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, I think um, that, those are the two categories that I have sports, foods and everything right. okay,
0: so i mean i 'm going to get you to give me a few more examples of, of each of these then, and maybe you, we can go for a, a top three in terms of things that actually have some some science behind them and yeah. or some evidence behind them, yeah so. I think um, so the first thing i 'll say is that
1: mm-hmm. the. The supplement mm-hmm. needs to have a um, specific benefit to the activity that's going on right. and mm-hmm. it's not a case of something's been proven to work so it'll work for you know people that are running marathons mm-hmm. um, doesn't mean that it'll work for for an MMA athlete so sure. it's, it's sport specific yeah. and mm-hmm. there are reasons to take supplements in certain environments and there are reasons not to to yeah. be honest so mm-hmm. um, there my view there's a handful putting a top three is probably a little bit difficult but perhaps we can mm-hmm. talk through those and then i would okay. say which are, mm-hmm. i think are probably of use for 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 mma athletes sure um so mm-hmm. caffeine is the one we've talked about mm-hmm. already um mm-hmm. you know caffeine is uh it it's ergogenic, so it, mm-hmm. it increases performance in many mm-hmm. different types of performance. Um, you know, whether it's endurance, whether it's, you know, strength, whether it's cognitive function mm-hmm. and, and kind of like skill and mental abilities, there there are, you know, studies that, that show that caffeine affects all of those different aspects mm-hmm. of performance. So I think that's a really big one. We've mm-hmm. done a few studies on caffeine. Um, and one of the, the most interesting studies that um, one of my ex-colleagues Phil Watson was Mm -hmm. was leading on this project but um, we did the study where we looked at tolerance to caffeine because mm-hmm. anybody who has consumed caffeine over a long period of time will know they, they almost need to have their coffee in the morning mm-hmm. to be able to wake up and you do see that tolerance on a kind of day-to-day level so we, we were interested in seeing whether that um, happened uh, with exercise as well mm-hmm. and in that study actually showed that the, 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 the beneficial effects of caffeine dissipate the more mm-hmm. you use it. Right. So that's the really interesting thing to consider mm-hmm. with, with caffeine is if you're going to use it as a you know, dietary supplement to improve mm-hmm. performance, you perhaps don't want to be consuming it on a habitual daily basis. You want to select the sessions that you want to use it for to get the most mm-hmm. out of it. So caffeine is the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, creatine and specifically creatine monohydrate mm-hmm. um, would be probably the second one I would I would um, I would discuss. Um, so that has a different effect, mm-hmm. mostly used in kind of really high intensity repeated sprint type mm-hmm. activity, which you could. I think argued that MMA would fall into that that category, Mm -hmm. Um, but there are negatives for an MMA athlete to taking creatine. We discussed weight making in the last Mm -hmm. time I was here to to talk to you, Mm -hmm. Um, but one of the well-known side effects of creatine monohydrate supplementation is an increase in weight. Again, that's because creatine and phosphocreatine, which are the Mm. main two things that increase in in skeletal muscle Mm. when you consume uh, a creatine monohydrate supplement. Both have osmotic effects. They draw water into the muscle and that increases the weight of the muscle and the weight of the body. So you gain, perhaps, you know, in in the literature, somewhere between one to two kilograms would be the usual weight gain associated Mm. with taking uh, creatine.
0: And that's if you're taking the recommended dose.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, there are... So creatine is an interesting one. It's it's contained within muscle and it's mm-hmm. used. So phosphocreatine specifically is used to mm-hmm. uh, resynthesize ATP. Mm-hmm. ATP is we think about it as, as the energy currency of the mm-hmm. cell. So you need ATP to do anything. Whatever you want to do, whether that's you know, <laughs> enact an arm bar or whether that's just get up and stand, you need yep. to use or even just breathing, you need ATP. Yep. So phosphocreatine allows ATP to resynthesize for longer. When you're doing mm-hmm. high intensity activity, mm-hmm. ATP stores are depleted and phosphocreatine mm-hmm. can provide some additional energy that's there ready to go straight mm-hmm. away really quickly to continue that activity. Right. Um, so you, you, you need that, that phosphocreatine store in the muscle to, mm-hmm. to, to have that effect. Um, but you can increase the creatine and phosphocreatine stores in a number Mm -hmm. of different ways. And from the literature, the scientific literature that's out there, there are two main strategies that most people use. Um, mm-hmm. The standard one is creatine loading that probably most people have heard of is you know, 20 grams of creatine in four doses um, for something like five to seven days right. and that will maximize creatine mm-hmm. stores. There is an upper limit of creatine mm-hmm. in the muscle and that seems to get people there. Mm-hmm. But you can get there more slowly and gradually. Mm-hmm. Three grams of creatine a day for 28 days has been mm-hmm. shown to have the same effect
0: interesting so Um, you wouldn't necessarily need to load it
1: you don't need to load it no you can you can Mm -hmm. do it you can do it more slowly Mm -hmm. um but you will more than likely get weight gain in all of those situations Mm -hmm. and in in my mind the weight Mm -hmm. gain is Mm -hmm. is almost inevitable and required if you don't get weight gain Mm -hmm. maybe there hasn't been an increase in muscle creatine in which case there's probably no point in taking (laughs) it so So there's no um,
0: way around that unfortunately
1: not so uh, i would not Mm -hmm. advise that an MMA mm-hmm. athlete used that on the basis of the, the kind of weight gain, unless they can tolerate mm-hmm. that, you know? Mm-hmm. So if they've got weight that they can gain, or they want to gain weight, then maybe it's a useful strategy.
0: So if they're maybe towards the lower end of their weight class, yeah. it might, might exactly. make more sense. Or they're looking
1: to go up a weight class, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the one place that you could use it, and I don't hear many people talk about this, mm-hmm. is, is actually in um, recovery from making weight. Okay, um, so you feed it after the yeah, so wake-up. You if you've got a day and a half between making weight and competing, you can <laughs> probably load some creatine into the muscle. <laughs> probably wouldn't get it to maximal, but you can load some. <laughs> um, and that could, and there are studies out there that have shown this, that could <laughs> have a benefit on kind of that high-intensity activity. Um, there are studies in wrestlers that have done, have done this. But the other thing <laughs> that also <laughs> isn't talked about is actually um, Most people know that Mm -hmm. if you want to maximize the amount of creatine that goes into the Mm -hmm. muscle, so you want to maximize the loading Mm -hmm. effects, Mm -hmm. you can can take it with with glucose, so sugar, Mm -hmm. or uh, protein as well, okay? Because there seems to be an increase Mm -hmm. in the amount of of uptake of creatine. Mm -hmm. But you actually also see the reverse. If you you take creatine when Mm -hmm. your glycogen depleted, Mm -hmm. and you take it alongside carbohydrate, Mm -hmm. you'll get more glycogen into the muscle as well. Um, Interesting. And so, not many people yeah. know that, so it could be an effective mm-hmm. way of increasing um, mm-hmm. the recovery after you know making weight. Um, mm-hmm. So there's 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 that. Option so there might well.
0: be a role for it to play there. Um, how about I mean, in for example, vegetarian or vegan? athletes who don't have as much creatine in their diet because I mean it's basically a meat product isn't it yeah, it's, it's it something is, you yeah. find in, exactly. uh, in, in red meat um, so I mean if you had a, a vegan athlete for example would there be a role there for replacing the the dietary creatine yeah I mean uh, you
1: certainly um, you, you see differences in 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 people's mm-hmm. Kind of natural levels of, of creatine in mm. the muscle. Um, you know, if you if you take a muscle biopsy and mm. you look at it, and studies have done this, mm. you do see variability. Mm-hmm. And one of the key variables is is how much you know meat and how much creatine they're mm-hmm. actually consuming in their diet. Mm-hmm. If you take vegetarians, mm-hmm. they have mm-hmm. naturally lower creatine in muscle, mm-hmm. um, and so the effects of loading the muscle with creatine are more pronounced in in vegetarian mm-hmm. athletes. So. So certainly, that's uh that's going to have more of a
0: benefit to their performance. Yeah. So maybe even taking a lower dose that just brings it up to more like a a meat eater. Yeah, possibly not something that's it's been, a, been not it's really not perfect. been investigated. Yeah, yeah. Um, I
1: think the the thing I would say is is always kind of. Try those things. If if an athlete's yes. going to, you know, try taking creatine on a very low dose yeah. basis, mm-hmm. you know, the last thing they want to do is do it four weeks before a fight, where yes. all of a sudden they've gained two kilos. to <laughs> yeah. Try and get it off. Yeah.
0: Never um, try anything for the first time. No, exactly. Just before yeah. a Good, big rule event. Of yeah. Good rule of <laughs> so yeah, yes. creatine would be the second yeah. one. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, th- third one, I would I would say is um, is probably um, nitrate. Um, okay supplements um, so, so a, a lot of that has come from research that's been done in the last 10 years mm-hmm. um looking at uh, specifically kind of beetroot juice in, ingestion
0: interesting so there's actually something behind that um yeah. Yeah. because that's one of those that i looked at and my initial feeling was that oh really <laughs> yeah. um but so i've not looked into it very much um, yeah
1: certainly the 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 effects on um particularly kind of mm-hmm. endurance-type performances, yeah. but even quite high-intensity mm-hmm. endurance-type performances, those lasting mm-hmm. five to 10 minutes is, is pretty strong. Okay. Uh, um, um, so yeah, it certainly seems to have an effect. There's also mm-hmm. some evidence emerging now, um, looking at kind of you know function of muscle and individual mm-hmm. contractions of muscle. Mm-hmm. So um, some of that neuromuscular and/or strength um, component could could be affected by by that type of supplementation as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I mean, is it as simple as just going and buying a carton of beetroot carton of beetroot juice from your your <laughs> local yeah you can do. I shop? mean,
1: um, um, the, the, is there, there's so. The the ingredient that's of interest is nitrate. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, and nitrate in in vegetables is Mm -hmm. is pretty high. So, Mm -hmm. beetroot is the common one that's used. Mm -hmm. And now there's a whole series of supplements, you know, beetroot juice, and they're kind of little shots. Yeah. If you want to get an appropriate dose from beetroot juice on its Mm -hmm. own, it's pretty high. Intake, so they've right. kind of concentrated it in yeah. the shot. So it mm-hmm. just makes, you know, if you've got to drink a pint of beetroot juice, yeah, it, it,
0: it's a, it's a little bit difficult. <laughs> I mean, it say. tastes all right actually. When I've tried it, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think different people, different yeah. people have different preferences. <laughs> Mileage um, may vary. Yeah,
1: apparently yeah. the the, the mm. highest um, mm. the highest source in kind mm-hmm. of vegetables is is, yeah. is rocket.
0: Okay, um,
1: that has really yeah. high nitrate content. I mean,
0: is it the sort of thing where I mean, you'd actually get. N- a benefit by eating more in your diet, or is it you need much higher levels than that?
1: Yeah, I think you definitely could do it from your mm-hmm. diet it would be mm-hmm. m- more difficult because you'd have to have quite a large we're not talking about like a couple of slices of beetroot. <laughs> we're talking about a lot of beetroot um, so right. it's difficult to it's do like, but I think yeah. if you were really if you were really focused you could mm-hmm. you know a lot of rocket you know in yeah. salads and things like that beetroot in salads you know other, other kind of you know mm-hmm. vegetables that have that in then yeah you could do that but yeah certainly there seems to be benefits there and that's one that's got good evidence for it mm-hmm. possibly also some benefits for, for, for mixed martial arts you know mm-hmm. I think their uh, oxygen Mm -hmm. cost of exercise is lower Mm -hmm. so the way it works is the um you have the 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 nitrate nitrite no pathway Mm -hmm. and so it essentially um acts as uh you know an no donor and Mm -hmm. it reduces how hard a specific bout of exercise is one thing to say Mm -hmm. is that a lot of the studies have been done on people who are um you know lower fitness not untrained right. yep. a lot of it is in endurance athletes yep. when you take really well trained endurance Endure. athletes they don't seem to show such a benefit to it right. but in my experience a lot of mma athletes aren't that well trained from an endurance mm-hmm. perspective so mm-hmm. i think there could be some benefit there mm-hmm. and we're starting to see some benefits in terms of like you know mm-hmm. neuromuscular performance and and you know more sprinting type activities potentially reaction time that sort of stuff so th- there are lots of things there that could have a benefit Mm -hmm. and there's not really any negatives other than potentially, you know, the, the, the mm-hmm. not-so-nice taste for some people.
0: <laughs> um, obviously,
1: some people, it wouldn't be a problem. Um, so that would be the third one, I would say.
0: You scare yourself when you go to the toilet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think last time we talked about hydration testing, yep. and, and one of the things that um, people do for hydration testing mm. is looking at the colour of urine. Yeah. If you're consuming large amounts of beetroot or beetroot juice, then there's not much point in looking at the colour of your <laughs> color of urine. Um, so, yeah, not nitrate, dietary nitrate. Um, uh, beta-alanine uh, would be an, another one. So beta-alanine is mm-hmm. um, it, it's used to increase um, the buffering capacity mm-hmm. in inside the muscle. Mm-hmm. So what,
0: what what does that what does that mean in, in layman's terms? Yeah. Um.
1: Um, so mm-hmm. when when we exercise at a really high mm-hmm. intensity, um, the mm-hmm. the products that are produced. Um, cause the, the the muscle to become more mm-hmm. acidic, right? Um, and that can have an effect on on kind of performance capabilities. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're going to exercise hard, right. You will um, you will you will have those effects. And in in MMA, both training mm-hmm. and competition, you will. You will yeah. have to exercise hard, and you will, you know, we see everybody on you know, TV commentators on various different events <laughs> talking about lactic acid and lactate and those right. sort of things. Yes. Um, that, that's what we're talking about, right. about here, but gotcha. often it's the, it's the hydrogen ions yeah. that are produced, yes. and that changes the pH, yeah. the acidity of the environment. And mm-hmm. um, what beta alanine does is it, it, it contributes to mm-hmm. one of the buffers that mm-hmm. um, prevents some of that change in, in, in mm-hmm. pH inside the muscle, um, and um, it certainly seems to be pretty efficacious for mm-hmm. events from probably 60 seconds all the way up to about 10 minutes.
0: Okay, So that's so, directly yeah. in
1: the range of, of, sure. of what we're talking about mm-hmm. for, for, for mixed martial arts competition, yeah. really. So mm-hmm. I think for me that, that's, a, that's a, a strong candidate for mm-hmm. a, a good supplement for, for mixed martial arts. Um, there are... You know, not the kind of negative effects of, of weight mm-hmm. gain with, with yeah. B-tralanine as well. Um, so that's number four. And then the fifth mm-hmm. one that has mm-hmm. some benefit in some, you know, aspect of physical performance is, is sodium bicarbonate or bicarbonate of soda. As oh, okay. Might know it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which is obviously contained <laughs> in, in a lot of kitchens, you know, ingredient in many different yes. and breads and yeah. things like that. Um, baking <laughs> soda. So that is similar to beta alanine, mm-hmm. it's also a buffer. Right. So it, mm-hmm. it, it has an, a beneficial effect in environments mm-hmm. where you're doing a lot of high intensity um, exercise. Mm-hmm. But this time it's not contained in the muscle, it's contained mm-hmm. outside of the muscle, so it's in the blood. Right. So if you can increase the amount of bicarbonate that's mm-hmm. you know, circulating in the blood, mm-hmm. that means, uh, without getting mm-hmm. too scientific, mm-hmm. there's a concentration or there's a gradient mm-hmm. for pH or hydrogen ions and more mm. of that hydrogen ion that creates potentially damaging or potentially negative effects on performance in mm-hmm. the muscle is mm-hmm. drawn out of the muscle into the blood. Right. So that means mm-hmm. the muscle can carry on, you can carry on working at a high intensity for slightly longer. Um, and again, there could be benefits there for, for for mixed martial arts in terms of competition. Um, there are also side effects with um, sodium bicarbon, the, mm-hmm. the, the the most common ones are related to kind of GI disturbances, mm-hmm. whether it's feeling sick or whether it's lower GI disturbances and needing to go to the toilet, right. Right. Um, that you can have issues there. So again, that's one that really you need to trial if you're <laughs> going to use it. Yes. Um, and there are ways of mitigating that, so different Strategies for the actual supplementation Mm -hmm. itself. So rather than Mm -hmm. taking one big dose all at once, you know, there's Mm -hmm. some studies now that are showing that you can perhaps take it over a number of days in Mm -hmm. smaller doses. So you're less likely to Mm -hmm. have that kind of negative GI effect. So those would be the five supplements, you know, ergogenic supplements that I would say would have have some benefits. Of the ones that Mm -hmm. should be considered by the MMA athlete, I think if we Mm -hmm. talk about the Mm -hmm. actual fight. Yeah. so fight time mm-hmm. I think um caffeine is a is a really mm-hmm. good one and, and mm-hmm. definitely should be consumed and mm-hmm. when you're doing that you're looking to have it probably 60 minutes before fight so right. that'll
0: and again does indiv is that an individual thing because um, I, I know some fighters have said that our oh, caffeine makes them jittery or yeah. something like that
1: is it I think um you can look mm-hmm. at the dose that people use. Right. So mm-hmm. a lot of the evidence puts the dose at somewhere like 3 to 6 mm-hmm. milligrams per kilogram body mass. Mm-hmm. 6 kilograms per body mass is per kilogram body mass is is a, is a is a high dose. Yes. We're talking about a lot of a lot of um, mm-hmm. caffeine. Yes. Yeah. So you you can look at potentially with that individual if they mm-hmm. do have um, that, you know, Jittery feeling, Mm -hmm. maybe looking to moderate the dose, Mm -hmm. having a lot smaller dose, you know, Mm -hmm. and and you can see Mm -hmm. benefits in doses as small as you know Mm -hmm. one and a half, two milligrams per per Mm -hmm. kilogram of body mass. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, there will always, with all of these things, be an individual variability. There is some genetic basis in that for Mm -hmm. caffeine. Actually, there are some, there are some Mm -hmm. genetic variants that um, make you. uh, you know you're Mm -hmm. less likely to have a beneficial effect on performance right Mm -hmm. Um, and there's a couple of studies that have been published recently Mm -hmm. that have actually shown shown those differences
0: so i suppose the rule with that is as with anything is try it and if you don't get on with it then then don't use it exactly
1: for for many athletes Mm -hmm. caffeine will be Mm -hmm. a a really positive um supplement Mm -hmm. in the right dose at the right time yeah um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that would probably be my top one for MMA. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the second one would probably be beta alanine, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, consider mm-hmm. that over the course yeah. of, you know, the probably the four to six weeks leading up to a fight. That's where you're you're looking to really load the muscle. Mm-hmm. It, the thing with beta alanine is it's a slow process to get it into the muscle. Okay, so, so it's it not the sort of thing you
0: wouldn't just take it once you before the event. You don't take it the event. Yeah.
1: Um okay. you, you take it over probably. Is
0: that the one that makes you can make your hands and face tingle a bit yes if you take too much right if you take too much
1: so the important thing to say there is Mm -hmm. um having tingly hands Mm -hmm. and face doesn't mean that it's working
0: right (laughs) and i've
1: heard people say that before you know oh, it's great my hands and face and you know they're tingling so it must Um. be having an effect Mm -hmm. um so i think the important thing is that Mm -hmm. you you take it in small doses throughout the regularly you can get Mm -hmm. some companies now produce um slow Mm -hmm. release forms, so you take you know Mm -hmm. less less tablets but yeah you're looking probably four mm-hmm. four doses over mm-hmm. the course of the day what's the, what's
0: the mechanism behind the the tingly hand you, you I don't, know, I don't know to be honest interesting yeah, okay. no. um,
1: um so yeah the um, the other third one yeah. I would mm-hmm. say if we're looking at stuff to take mm-hmm. uh, for, a, for a fight would, would probably be um, would probably be beetroot juice I think now oh, okay. probably put mm-hmm. that at number three interesting um, yeah I think so you, you've got three different supplements that work mm-hmm. in slightly different ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other thing to say with these kind of ergogenic supplements is that there, there are lots of um, supplements on the market now that are just multi-ingredient, they yeah. just throw everything yeah. into it. Kitchen um, sink supplements. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think um, I would probably steer people away from those type of supplements mm-hmm. if, if possible. Mm-hmm. I think take individual supplements um, mm-hmm. That perhaps act via different pathways, you mm-hmm. know, don't affect each other from an absor- absorption point of view, and, mm-hmm. um, and 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 could all potentially have a benefit. Throwing mm-hmm. everything in there is is potentially, you know, not the best. Not the and best it's,
0: I suppose, that makes it very hard to control the individual dose as well. Um, yeah, exactly. Because if, yeah. Um, Exactly. Um, there's a lot of supplements that include creatine, for example. Yep. And obviously, you know, if you're taking that in everything, yep. um, it's very easy to end up with that weight gain without really realising it. Exactly, um,
1: exactly. I mean, I think the, the important thing to say, um, probably should have said, it, said at the start, is that generally, in most cases, supplements shouldn't be the go-to <laughs> option for for athletes, yes. I think. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, most people, and me included, mm-hmm. um, Try and it, the, uh, kind of working in nutrition. Try and have a food first approach. If you can, if you can get it through food, get it through food. Absolutely,
0: yeah. You know, mm-hmm.
1: and uh, there mm-hmm. are certain situations where you just can't get enough mm-hmm. of it, and that's where taking a supplement might be mm-hmm. a benefit in that specific environment. Yeah. And I think that's a really important concept for athletes mm-hmm. to to get across to them is that mm-hmm. the most important supplement. Because actually, the definition of supplement is really, really difficult. How do we define something as a supplement? <laughs> you know, it, 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 many people have tried to, but there's no, there's not a universal definition for what a supplement is. The mm-hmm. most important supplement in my mind for an athlete is food, yeah, because. Mm-hmm an athlete needs more energy. The yeah. energy is mm-hmm. derived from food. If you don't mm-hmm. get enough energy, then the other mm-hmm. supplements, they're only kind of trying to yeah. bring you up to some mm-hmm. percentage of your best. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the most important supplement for an athlete is food, mm-hmm. I think.
0: Right. And, I mean, I suppose this is where some, maybe the sports drinks have a limited role in that sometimes if it's hard to, to get the right meals at the right time, or and like, it's always easier to throw a protein shake into your training bag than half a roast chicken.
1: Yeah, for um, sure, for sure. And I think those are the situations where these sports mm-hmm. foods, as I call them, yeah. can, can really be used. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, if, if you, I don't know, you might travel an hour for your training, mm-hmm. yes. you know, and you might have to mm-hmm. get straight back in the car or on the train mm-hmm. to get back to where you live or maybe you need to go to you know work or to study mm-hmm. or whatever in those mm-hmm. situations using you know um, liquid meal replacements mm-hmm. using you know protein and carbohydrate mixtures mm-hmm. to really um, you know improve your recovery mm-hmm. or optimize your recovery or your preparation for the next session um, is going to be beneficial and that's that's where the sports foods are mm-hmm. really useful um, so yeah. But the only thing is they do come at a cost you know yes. so for, yeah. for example, you could probably mm-hmm. get most of the benefits that you get out of uh, a liquid meal replacement mm-hmm. by having a pint of milk right in a lot of cases <laughs> okay and if you yeah. can, if you combine mm-hmm. a pint of milk with you know mm-hmm. a couple of bananas that you could have yes. in your bag or you yeah. know a sandwich that you've got there as well mm-hmm. that you, you can carry with you quite easily, then you can get mm-hmm. a lot of those benefits from real foods as well yeah um, so mm-hmm. it's it, my my kind of view is don't say no to supplements, but mm. I think it's important that athletes learn about what they're putting in their body and what nutrients mm-hmm. are contained in what foods. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. using foods is, is yeah. something that I think is really yeah. important for athletes. So
0: you don't become reliant on, on exactly. The
1: supplements. Exactly. exactly. Um, yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, I mean, I wanted to talk a little bit about what might be the some of the dangers of using supplements as well. And uh, I mean, how you might go about um, choosing sort of supplements that are that are trustworthy and reliable versus the ones that maybe are a little bit more sketchy.
1: Yeah. Um, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I guess the biggest danger mm-hmm. to professional mixed martial artists mm-hmm. who are, mm-hmm. um, you know, earning a living from from mm-hmm. fighting is the potential of a, a, a an adverse doping outcome. Right. So um, there are some athletes in many sports, and there are many mm-hmm. different um, mm-hmm. examples of of this across loads of sports, mm-hmm. um, where athletes have tested positive. Mm-hmm. And initially, you know, in the it was eighties and nineties, mm-hmm. um, you know, athletes attributed positive doping outcomes mm-hmm. to, oh, well, I was taking this supplement, yeah. and it might have been, it might have been mm-hmm. that. You know, um, there are athletes who've, mm-hmm. you know, who've 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 tested positive and been banned. Mm-hmm. And had those bands reduced because they have actually found the mm-hmm. the kind of the, the positive, you know, um, performance enhancing. They've gone back drug. and looked They've at their back, protein at the supplement, supplement and, and, and found, it, found there. it there. Yeah. You know, and that that's not a, that's not a new mm-hmm. concept. You know, mm-hmm. this is something that we've known in science for a long a long period of time. And I mean, how
0: how would that happen? I mean, is is this stuff that? supplement companies are putting in deliberately or is it accidental contamination it's most
1: likely accidental contamination Contamination. it it doesn't really make sense Mm -hmm. because (laughs) um you know if you if you if you take your you know Mm pre-workout supplement Mm -hmm. and it's it's got you know a a metabolite of you know some some steroid in it Mm -hmm. then it, it it's not going to have it's got such small concentrations of that Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, banned substance, that it's mm-hmm. not gonna have any, any effect on your performance acutely, mm-hmm. or your kind of adaptation to training. Mm-hmm. So it's not a beneficial, it's not in there for benefit, most, right. most mm-hmm. cases anyway, mm-hmm. the contamination is so low. Um, mm-hmm. So probably what it is, mm-hmm. is, is contamination that's come in mm-hmm. from either cross-contamination of supplement lines, mm-hmm. so I- if you're a smaller supplement company, you might mm-hmm. rent a factory, mm-hmm to actually process your pills or your mm-hmm. powder or your you know, protein supplement mm-hmm. or protein food or, or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And it may be that if you're producing a powder, mm-hmm. the last thing that went through that production mm-hmm. line was something that was banned. And if the production line wasn't cleaned appropriately, mm-hmm. some of that banned mm-hmm. substance would get into your mm-hmm. okay product.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, is this something that happens Regularly? Is this, is this a common occurrence? So there was a study
1: that was published back in 2008 mm-hmm. where I think they'd taken something like Six hundred odd supplements mm-hmm. from around mm-hmm. Europe. Some bought over the counter, mm-hmm. some bought online. Mm. And I think the the the, the rate of contamination. They, they, mm-hmm. So they took all of these supplements mm-hmm. and put them through kind of your you know your WADA um, you know testing procedure mm-hmm. to see what came out mm. in them. Something like fifteen percent of the supplements were tainted.
0: Wow, that's that's quite a lot, isn't it? Yeah, um, it is a lot. And um, that suggests that there's a lot of. Uh, a lot of contamination out there.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, and, but you've got to consider that the, the larger supplement companies mm-hmm. will have yes. their own dedicated facilities where all they do is they process whey protein yeah. or creatine monohydrate or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the smaller companies
0: mm-hmm.
1: won't necessarily have that uh, facility mm-hmm. and they'll have to share. You know, mm-hmm. they might be, you know, they might be sharing with a company, as we said before, that's producing something that's entirely legal. There's no, mm-hmm. there's no problem, there's no legality mm-hmm. issues there. It, it's just it's not allowed for sport. Right, and so it's that that happens, Mm -hmm. or it could be that somebody's putting together a supplement Mm -hmm. that contains a number of different ingredients Mm -hmm. that they're getting from different factories, and tracing that Mm -hmm. that that kind of um, each of those um, Mm -hmm. ingredients is difficult. Um, So, so yeah, Mm -hmm. I think there are ways of preventing Mm -hmm. that. The, The the first one is not taking any supplements, mm-hmm. obviously,
0: yep.
1: mm-hmm. um, which is where the whole mm-hmm. kind of idea of food first as mm-hmm. well yes. should, should mm-hmm. really be at the forefront of the mm-hmm. athlete's mind. Only mm-hmm. take it if there's a need to take it. Mm-hmm. So if you don't need to take mm-hmm. it, don't take it.
0: Unless you're Alistair overing with his contaminated horse meat, of course.
1: <laughs> or wild boar <laughs> you know so yeah there's, 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 there are difficulties with diet as if well you, if, if your
0: cows live next to a steroid factory then <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but I mean that, that does raise a quite a big question actually yeah. Rosie mm-hmm. you know so it's mm-hmm. like so where does the line between mm-hmm. supplement and food
0: sit mm-hmm.
1: so you can go to the supermarket now mm-hmm. and you can mm-hmm. buy all sorts of breakfast cereals mm-hmm. with Additional weight protein mm-hmm. on them. Mm.
0: There's a load of things extra protein. Yeah, yeah.
1: you can buy high ingredients, protein, you know, and and other, you know yeah. um, various different bars that have mm. either stimul- some sort of stimulant in mm. them or you know yeah. some sort of herb or some mm. sort of extract mm-hmm. that has been added to the food. So mm. Is that now a supplement? Do we need to consider it as mm. a supplement? And do we have the same the same things to mm. consider there? Mm. Um, so yeah, mostly sticking to foods, you'll be you'll yeah. be okay mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, if you're going to consume supplements, mm-hmm. first thing is what we talked about earlier. So, is the supplement that you're taking does it actually work? Is there mm-hmm. any evidence, mm-hmm. or is there just a couple of dodgy online articles that say this is going to work? Or is mm-hmm. there a you know just a um, you know an authentication from a high-profile athlete or a mm-hmm. you know, high-profile individual mm-hmm. that says it 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 it. it help them to lose weight you know mm-hmm. pretty much every time i log on to facebook in mm-hmm. the banner on the side it tells me you know <laughs> that i can buy conor mcgregor's magic weight loss
0: document, <laughs> you know that apparently he's used in
1: xyz or you know or athlete you know whoever else you know has used so yeah. um you know people click on that link they buy it and then maybe it's mm-hmm. either got something that's banned mm-hmm. in it or it's been contaminated mm-hmm. and it has something that's banned in it so only use it if there's mm-hmm. really good evidence for actually mm-hmm. using that and yeah. get that evidence mm-hmm. from a, a trusted source i ideally somebody that actually has Mm -hmm. training in in sport Mm -hmm. and exercise nutrition and understands your sport as Mm -hmm. well. In this case, mixed martial arts. Mm -hmm. So that's the first Mm -hmm. kind of level. If you're going to take a supplement, make Mm -hmm. sure it's something that has a good chance of working in that Mm -hmm. specific environment. Mm -hmm. Um, Then, uh, if you're buying a supplement and you're an athlete that is tested, Mm -hmm. lots of athletes aren't tested, so it's irrelevant for them. Mm -hmm. But if you are tested, Mm -hmm. you need to um, get get a a supplement that has been batch tested
0: right
1: so obviously there are you know many many athletes in the uk that are tested Mm -hmm. as part of their sports Mm -hmm. not just mixed martial artists all all sports all olympic sports you know Mm -hmm. a lot of other sports there are athletes that are tested Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. and so it's quite you know common now for um for, and there's a company that runs uh, a batch testing service mm-hmm. it's called informed sport and if anybody is a tested athlete the first mm-hmm. thing i would advise them to do is go and google informed sport and go onto mm-hmm. the where their website and read all the all the information that they've mm-hmm. got there how you can use their um their mm-hmm. kind of system to reduce the chances of having a positive doping mm-hmm. outcome from from taking mm-hmm. a supplement um you know so uh, the specific product bottle that you have mm-hmm. should have an Informed Sports stamp on it, mm-hmm. and that means that that, that bottle or that mm-hmm. you know, container's um, contents, mm-hmm. the batch that it came from, have been tested for mm-hmm. you know, WADA banned substances, right. and it mm-hmm. just means that you're far less likely to, to, yeah. to have mm-hmm. that negative effect um so yeah first of all ask yourself mm-hmm. the question do you need to take it mm-hmm. if you do need to take it mm-hmm. for a good reason mm-hmm. not just a I, you know i can't be a, can't be bothered to cook mm-hmm. myself that meal at that time mm-hmm. then make sure you get a trusted mm-hmm. uh, supplement using mm-hmm. informed sport that mm-hmm. has been batch tested mm-hmm. um
0: for for use yeah. i mean i suppose while we're talking about accidental uh, Positive drug tests. We should probably talk about over-the-counter drugs as well, shouldn't we? Um, yeah, that's a, that's another thing that people sometimes don't consider is yeah, of course. whether their cold or cold and flu medication has something in it.
1: That's yeah, and there are many different mm-hmm. things that you can take over the counter mm-hmm. that will will have that. So I think that mm-hmm. again, and, and the the important thing to say here is that all of that the blame mm-hmm. lies at the athlete's door. Mm-hmm. You know, it always is with the athlete. Mm-hmm. That's, that's who takes responsibility.
0: Yeah. So regardless and of who gave you that, so your doctor may have prescribed you something, yeah. but if you didn't check where that's on a band list somewhere, exactly. then it's still your fault. Exactly.
1: So yeah. you need to, um, if you're a, you know, if you're an athlete that is subject mm-hmm. to, you know, doping checks, mm-hmm. you need to understand what you're putting in your body. Mm-hmm. You need to understand the implications yeah. of taking that. And, um, it, I mean, all athletes should really be working mm. with, you know, practitioners, mm. nutritionists, sports well, scientists. it sounds like something scientists. where a lot of
0: people really ought to be going to somebody and saying, for can, sure. "Can you explain this to me?" Or, you know, "Is this okay to take?" Yeah, Rather for sure. than just assuming it's all going to be okay. My experience
1: uh, is with most um, MMA, you know, camps that that mm-hmm. that doesn't really happen. Mm. You know, I, th- I think it's happening more and more now, as it is in all sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But still, it's too much of you know. Oh, mm-hmm. Dave over there is taking it, so I'm going to take it. Yeah, you know, and, and you have to get away from that. I think mm-hmm. you know, it's it's really asking about the evidence. You know, always mm-hmm. ask about the evidence. Um, you know, and, and get your information from 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 trusted sources. I think um, is the is the is the safest thing.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think that sometimes there's a perception that oh, tainted supplements. that doesn't really happen. It's just an excuse that athletes use. But I guess it's maybe some and some. You know, it it is a handy excuse. Um,
1: Yeah, it is a handy excuse, but then, uh, you know, there are cases where, you know, it it has gone through, everything's been tested, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's... and we were talking earlier about uh kind of before the interview about mm-hmm. the yol yolmer romero mm-hmm. case and um you know that's a really interesting one where there, mm-hmm. there's actually been you know a a a law case now and um you know there's been um uh, damages have been awarded to, to to him so i think there's wow. there, there are yeah. um there are cases where it probably is is true but also i'm I, I completely agree, I think there are definitely cases where it, it can be used as a bit of a scapegoat mm-hmm. um, so so yeah, but ultimately the liability is with the athlete, mm-hmm. so again, it all comes back to the start it's you know, do you mm-hmm. really need to take this? yeah, so if you don't mm-hmm. need to take it, don't bother yeah um, but yeah, I think it's a it, it's a really difficult one mm-hmm. it's a difficult one,
0: yeah, I suppose the same goes for for picking up any drinks or taking something off a teammate or something like that where you don't know what's in it or, you know, here just try one of these.
1: Yeah. And any of those yeah. things. I think with our with MMA mm. athletes we're talking mm. about quite a small yeah. we're talking about quite a small proportion of,
0: of mm. Although increasingly nowadays I think with the now the UFC are, are doing a lot more testing. Yeah. Um I think and out out of competition testing as well. Yeah, well I so, think I think
1: the yeah. regulations mm-hmm. now with the UFC are that you you have to have mm-hmm. been in the testing pool for something like three or six months. It's one of mm-hmm. them. it is is at least a number mm-hmm. of months. Yeah. So you have to have passed a number of, you know, tests mm-hmm. before you're actually allowed to compete now. So you have to have been in that testing pool.
0: Yeah, and which had obviously tests. Th- that, yes.
1: Whereas, you know, mm-hmm. ten years ago it was mm-hmm. like perhaps the odd one at a fight.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: So now you've got the out of competition or the, you know,
0: yeah Just no i know it's become technique. much more rigorous yeah um, so
1: i think you know that so means that the athletes yeah. and certainly their coaches and anyone that's advising them really needs to be up to date with what is on the WADA yeah. band list because it does change it changes yes. yeah. year on year mm-hmm. um and ensuring that they they're updating their knowledge
0: yeah. I mean there are still people who will tell me that caffeine's on the band list and I say <laughs> well <laughs> not if you've looked recently yeah, yeah. and yeah. by recently I mean when, when when did it come off the band list oh.
1: um it was a decade it's a long time it's now a, it went it um, came on and off it was yeah. it was on mm-hmm. and then off, and then I think it was uh, regulated. Yes, it was a restricted um,
0: substance for a while, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so you could
1: have a certain level. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really, it's a potentially harmful one to somebody's yes. um, mm-hmm. you know, earnings and mm-hmm. also their kind yeah. of reputation. So I Absolutely, think it's, yeah. it's something that all our professional athletes mm-hmm. should be considering. And if you're a professional athlete mm-hmm. who is earning money solely mm-hmm. from, from, from competing in mixed martial arts, and um, and you're subject to testing. You mm-hmm. need to be working with somebody who has appropriate training to be able to advise you on this sort of yep. stuff. If you're just working with you know Dave from down, mm-hmm. down the gym, then it's mm-hmm. it's 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 not going to be beneficial yeah. for
0: you. I mean, I think. It- this is kind of the direction that the sport is going in in general. And I think it's a good thing that, I mean, everything's become much more professional. I mean, these days athletes are much more willing to work with a strength and conditioning coach, yeah. with, um, I mean, we talked about this in a previous co- podcast, you know, someone who's got some um, nutritional background, although perhaps not the right kind of nutritional background necessarily, um, but who can who can advise on that. And I think, you know, the, more and more we're seeing sort of people going to the professionals to get advice on those specific things. So I think that's, you know, that, that's definitely progress and we've got a way to go for sure, you know, yeah, as, yeah. as we mentioned last time, you know, I think there are, there are some people out there who are giving advice, who are maybe outside of their, what they're qualified to, to advise on. Yeah,
1: um, I, so I agree, I think, yeah. um, you know, it's it's one of the reasons Mm -hmm. why I wanted to kind of have these Mm -hmm. kind of conversations with you as Mm -hmm. you invited me to is to really I think help Mm -hmm. help the sport to try and really grow um you know and and to perhaps get some better advice out Mm -hmm. there for people more robust evidence based information for 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 athletes Um, absolutely yeah I mean I'm certainly happy for you know athletes or um you know trainers or gyms to to Mm -hmm. contact me and if I can help them if I can help them i I will. Fantastic.
0: Um, I mean, are you active on social media at all? Do you?
1: Yep, I'm uh, on Twitter. Um, it's, uh,
0: what, what's your Twitter handle?
1: LJJ underscore nutrition. L-
0: Excellent. LJJ underscore nutrition. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll put that up there so that people can, uh, can tweet you if they've, uh, they've got questions. Yeah. So,
1: uh, yeah, for sure. I'm more than happy to answer questions and um, you know, advise ad hoc on, on matters related to, to nutrition for, for MMA, for sure
0: excellent well thank you very much for all your time and you uh, appreciate you coming in and the uh we'll uh, we'll do it again on a different topic sometime yeah look forward to it excellent
1: (laughs) hi i'm steve and i produce the combat sports clinic podcast hopefully you've enjoyed this episode if so you should head over to our website at www.combatsportsclinic.net and sign up to our free newsletter it will keep you up to date with our latest content releases and other news about rosie and the athletes she's working with we also share any offers and discounts with our mailing list first so it pays to sign up Thanks for listening, and we'll speak to you again soon.